just as a warning to our listeners, this system and this module in particular feature graphic depictions of violence and other horrific subjects that may be disturbing to some listeners. You have been warned. Today we're going to be recording a session of the independently published RPG called Mothership by Tuesday Night Games. It's a sci-fi horror survival RPG that has some dark overtones to it, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, We'll be playing a newly established spacefaring science expedition crew, captaining a ship called the Eldora. This will be their first expedition. Uh, Their mission should be routine, but I plan on that going awry immediately, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Captain's Log, first entry. Life's good, you know. I mean, sure, it has its ups and downs, but here I am, behind the helm of my very own ship. I worked hard, I paid my dues, and now I get to run the show for once. Sure, she's not in the best shape. Her hull's too bulky, she's a bit slow, and she's not the biggest, newest ship in the system, but she'll get us where we want to go. The whole galaxy's at our fingertips, and with this ragtag crew of mine, we're going to make something of ourselves. Our first mission should be a piece of cake. Fly to buy a planet that's putting out some strange signals, take some readings, maybe some samples, if planet side looks safe, and return to the science station. One, two, three, get paid. We got this. Welcome to the initial journey of the Eldora. Uh, you're all a crew under Captain Jonas Kirkard. Uh, he paid his dues as a teamster for a long time. Finally saved up enough money to buy a kind of junky old spaceship. It's, uh, you know, maybe a, a decade or so out of date. The interior is a little bit, you know, scuffed up, rusty. Computers aren't as fast as they could be thrusters can kind of lag sometimes uh, think less USS Enterprise and more uh, Serenity something like that Firefly class yes your first mission is to journey to uh, a planet codenamed NBP 3475 uh, evidently it has been emitting some strange uh, signals that you have been assigned to investigate uh, this is a scientific mission so your cargo hold is relatively empty of anything except science gear. Uh, you should not expect any trouble. You're basically going to fly by, take some readings. If it seems like the planet is safe for a uh, an away mission, you'll go down and take some samples uh, and then head back. Let's go ahead and uh, briefly introduce everyone. You already know your captain, Jonas Kirkard. How about everybody else? What do we got here? My name's Booker, <laughs> a.k.a. Organ Trail. All right. And you are a Marine, yes? Yes. Okay, cool. And we have another Marine. I am Aye. Francis Larson. <laughs> Francis Larson. My co-workers can call me Flank. 
and we have an android on board hi i'm an electronic lifesaver intelligence but you may call me eli i am the medic of the ship okay cool we also have a science officer hello my name is chris cash and i will be playing uh dr suvi onward a scientist she's a uh, biologist and a um, physics scientist so the captain is in the command he makes the announcement all right everybody uh we're ready to go if you'll uh brace yourselves i'm gonna engage the jump drives in five four three two and then you feel the sudden familiar lurch in your stomach that accompanies jump into hyperspace and then moments afterwards you feel the other familiar lurch back into place of your internal organs uh, but you are immediately greeted by sirens uh, it seems as though something has gone wrong there is a warning siren flashing and the captain says uh, what happened this isn't this is wrong somebody get me a reading uh, you your bucket of bolts <laughs> checking you do a scan of the ship uh, basically you get the readout that the jump drives have malfunctioned they seem to be currently inoperable and you have no idea why the jump drives seem unfunctioning I have no idea why <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, no. Is it too much? It may be too much. I don't know. That's what I thought. It's, I mean, it's funny, but I don't know if I can the handle it. The whole podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. <coughs> oh, I'm, I'm missing my arm, Jesse. Please. Everything's going dark. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, anyway. Come here, Meowth. Meowth, I always loved you. <laughs> no, uh, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> then the captain comes over to the comms once again and says... Uh, we're here. We're at the planet. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it looks like uh, the scanners have picked up dozens of derelict spacecraft. It seems like we're stranded, guys. Captain, we must make repairs immediately. Says, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. You go and check on it. Uh, I'm going to uh, continue scanning. Right away, Captain. <laughs> Captain, uh, uh, I'll make my way up to you. All right, so, uh, yeah, Eli, to get to the jump drives, you have to go through the... The hallways. Uh, yeah, go through the, the hallways in the ship, through the engine room, uh, past the computer into the, the jump drive area. Okay. Um, and flank, you have to head up to the command module, which is kind of in between the two wings of the vessel to get to where uh, Captain Jonas is currently. Uh, when you head in there, you see him examining consoles and flashing lights and you know, various readouts, and he tells you to jump in and lend a hand. All right, point me in the direction, Captain. Uh, yeah, he, he points you over to an empty console, and he says, uh, let's just figure out why we're stranded here. Uh, and you guys uh, start running scans. You notice that there are really no life signs coming from any of the vessels that are stranded out here in space. There is a tide-locked moon around the planet, and there are life signs coming from the northern hemisphere of that planet. Uh, there are also uh, you know, some strange signals that are really indecipherable coming from the planet itself. And... Uh, 
uh, you notice, uh, Flank, when you're looking at the, the readouts, the derelict ship nearest to you is registered as the Alexis. It is also emitting some uh, inexplicable power fluctuations. Captain, uh, there's a ship over here marked as the Alexis, so emitting some uh, interesting signals. You take a look. Uh, he, he goes over to the terminal with you, and he says, uh, yeah, uh, I don't really know what's going on. Maybe, uh, maybe they would have some answers. Uh, we've got a couple of options right now, depending on what Eli finds out. We can either just try to jump back out of here and escape. Uh, we could go explore some of these ships, see if there really are any survivors hiding that we can't pick up. Uh, maybe investigate this mystery with all these derelict ships, or we could go down to this moon. There are life signs in the northern hemisphere. Maybe some of the people from these ships uh, escape to the moon. Otherwise, uh, it looks like the atmosphere of this planet seems to be habitable. Uh, that's really our our third option, or our final option. How old do these ships look, Captain? Uh, he kind of goes over some numbers on the screens, and he says, uh, some of these are uh, between a few years old to, uh, it looks like uh, the Alexis uh, has really only been here for a couple of weeks. Is there any chance that whatever was, was here could hit us? Uh, well, uh, without knowing what it is, I have no idea. Let's, can we get the scientist? Uh, uh, he goes over to the comm and he says, uh, Dr. Suvi, can you get up here? We may need your help in the command module, you know, which you hear over the comms. Do I have a comm thing like a... Uh, it's just kind of like a, a comm system in the ship. It's like a general broadcast thing. Oh. Uh, you would have to go over to a panel on the wall. It's not a brand new fancy ship with its own little, you know, communicators. So yeah, I'll head on to the bridge. Okay. Uh, Eli, you make your way to the jump drive while this is going on. There are red flashing lights on every display. There are sirens blaring, uh, which you can turn off if you want. I want and, to turn them off. Okay, you turn off the sirens to much of the relief of everyone else, and you go over to the jump drive and inspect it. Okay. So basically, you find out that it is just inexplicably malfunctioning. You read some of the, the, the readouts very quickly with your Android computer brain. <laughs> and uh, it seems to be that whatever signal is being emitted from this planet has pulled you out of jump and has kind of locked you here. And you think that you could attempt to escape again, but you don't know if it would work or if it might cause some kind of catastrophic failure. Was this the planet we were trying to go to? Yes, okay. it is, fortunately. So you can maybe get the mission done while you're, you're doing all this, but uh, as far as you can tell, Eli, you were pulled out of orbit by the signal. The jump drive is malfunctioning, and it may or may not work if you try wow. to use it again. You've never seen anything like this before in your, I don't know, how many years of life. How old are you as an android? I was Five. made for this journey. Okay, so you're three months of life. Three months never of life. Never seen anything like this. Yeah. So, Dr. Suvi, you make your way up to the the command module where you see uh, organ trail and uh, <laughs> flank there uh, at the looking at readouts. And the captain says, uh, Suvi, what uh, what do you make of all this? And he points at the, the readouts on the command module. I'll go take a look. Um, do you have any applicable skills? I have computers, I have uh, archaeology, mathematics, and genetics. 
Okay. If you could, uh, if you want, make an intellect check that uh, you can add your computer skill to. So add ten percent, and you're trying to roll under your intellect plus ten percent. Yes. Sixty-eight. So that's oh. a failure. Yeah. You examine all these readouts, and you've never seen anything like it before. You have no idea what's going on. All you can see is the same things that they've seen. There are lots of derelict ships, strange signal coming from the planet, life forms somewhere in the northern hemisphere of this Tidelock moon, and weird power fluctuations coming from the Alexis, which is the nearest someone, derelict ship to you. Someone needs to make an intellect check to see if that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, no moon. what did you mean by Tidelock? Uh, Tidelock means that it's uh, one face of the moon is perpetually facing the planet. And and one so is similar to Earth. Earth away. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got it. Let's make sure it ain't flat. <laughs> <laughs> Does the planet seem spherical? Uh, surprise, this is a flat Earth conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. You got suckered in. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so what do you guys want to do? I'm going to head back to the captain's quarters. Okay, so you head up to the command the module report. where the rest of your companions are, your, your crewmates. I'm just going to report to the captain everything that okay. I discovered. The captain says, well, uh, I don't want to try to cut and run immediately I think maybe we should try to at least uh, figure out what's going on here but if the rest of you guys think this is something dangerous and you want to leave I wouldn't argue and we can try to use the jump drives otherwise I'd say we should at least check out the ship or check out the moon uh, if there's uh, some survivors on the moon maybe we could save them we do have some extra room here and some cryopods uh, Eli what what's your uh, take on the jump drive or can we do it we can we can make one trip with the jump drive, but it may cause a catastrophic event. So we we, we can make a jump we, unsuccessfully. We, it's That's possible. It's highly likely. Uh, we, <laughs> for some reason, it seems that we are stuck here. We are pulled out of orbit by the planet, and that we are stuck here. Well, can it be fixed? Not that I am aware. Well, Captain, do we have mobility? As far as I know, the thrusters are still working. Worst case scenario, if you don't want to use the jump drive, we could just get in the cryopods and use the thrusters. It could take a hundred years to make it to the next planet, but... Captain, if I may, if we perhaps could go to one of the uh, dialect ships and salvage to maybe repair the engines. That's a possibility. It, we may well find something to repair our jump drive. Well, I don't like the idea of spending my whole life getting out of here, so... Yeah, I don't want to be stuck on this ship forever. <laughs> That's what cryosleep is for. True. <laughs> I love optimism. We could be a few hundred Android. years in the future, no problem right now. Hmm? <laughs> I would be fine. I could manage the whole ship while you are all sleeping. Yep, that's uh, kind of what you're for. I am programmed to pilot the ship. I'm getting weird bishop vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's going to say, well, uh, let's call for a vote then. Do we check out one of these ships or do we go to the moon or do we just get in the cryopods and sleep our way back to civilization? Uh, well, how many credits were we going to make off of this? This is 7,900. That's a lot of credits. That's a yeah. hefty profit. I'm not ready to abandon that quite yet. The weight would be uh, we should just I I'm voting for going to go check out another ship and see if we can salvage anything 
Okay, that's my vote. I'm voting for the go to see the life signs on the moon. I agree with our scientist. Okay, moon, moon. Still, we still ship. have a chance to complete this mission. I believe we should go and check out the ships, maybe salvage and repair the jump drive. Do we have a pretend? Uh, <laughs> captain, what do you think? Uh, the captain will say, well, I'm the tiebreaker, so uh, worst case scenario, we investigate one of these ships and don't find anything and we go to the moon anyway. Uh, best case scenario, they have what we need or they have some, uh, at least some supplies we can salvage. Uh, we don't know how long we might be out here. Or the possibility we could split up. Each marine wants to go to a different place. This is, uh, I would not recommend that. Uh, I'm going to put my foot down on that one. Understood, Captain. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Marines are better in numbers. He says, I used to play this game called Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, splitting <laughs> up the party was always a bad idea. <laughs> Agreed. I am registered as to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the consensus is to, to go to the Alexis. The scans show uh, that the... The registered blueprints have two easy ways to access the ship, one of which is an airlock in the cargo hold of the Alexis, uh, the other which opens up into the, uh, the kind of main hold. The one to the cargo hold is computer controlled from the inside, so if you want to go in through there, you're going to have to manually break in. The other one you could open from the outside. And uh, your ship has uh, docking capabilities, so uh, you can kind of extend uh, like an airlock passage did we say if there was any signs of life on the other ships? Uh, there were none picked up. None picked up. Where's, okay. On the on our ship, where's the docking? Uh, there is a large one in the cargo hold. In our cargo hold. And okay. Uh, okay. yeah, there are uh, two others on either side of the engine uh, for kind of like outside engine repair if necessary. But the the cargo hold is the primary one. Now we have standard battle dress, but is there a, an option to have a suit just in case? of like the docking thing doesn't go too well. Oh, for, for air? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are uh, well, just there kind are of... the environmental suits. Yeah, there are... Yeah. You would have environmental suits on the ship. Okay. All right. For, so we have to change out or would you just put yes. it over? They're, uh, they're called vac suits. All right. So we head to the, the Alexis? I think we're in agreement, yeah. Captain. All right. Uh, he says, well, do we try to break in through the cargo hold or do we go in through the, the regular hold? Going to the airlock would be the safer Okay. So uh, you guys all get ready, put on your kind of vac suits in case things go wrong, and the, the you know, hold decompresses. You navigate close to the Alexis and extend your docking uh, equipment that locks on uh, from your airlock in the cargo hold to their airlock, and everything goes just fine. From there, you can then proceed into the Alexis. Do, is there any power at all to it? Or is that there is dark? power, and it's emitting some kind of strange power signature. You don't know what's going on with it, mm-hmm. but as far as you can tell, uh, the life support seems to be functioning, uh, and there is power to the ship. Okay, so there is there oxygen. It's, visib- it's visible. You can see. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. I brought my flashlight just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys approach the airlock, and it hisses open, and kind of an aperture-like <laughs> opening to reveal. 
the inner hold of this lower deck of the Alexis. The lights are kind of flickering. Um, it's a much newer ship than yours, so there are, uh, you know, brightly gleaming panels, and everything looks relatively clean. When you enter, uh, you are immediately greeted by some strange banging noises you can hear coming from the upper deck. I'll immediately ask Eli, do you know if there's a security thing going on with the ship? Like if it has Secur- security? A security droid? Would I know? Would I know anything about a any foreign compu- ship? Any computer panels you can look at? Uh, do you have any? You can make an intellect check, and okay. if you have any applicable skills. Are you just going to be like r 2 I have a computer. Uh, no. Okay. I got a uh, 78 over 60. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was probably not part of your training, being a, a medical android. I'm afraid there's nothing I can do about the security systems on the ship. If there are security systems, we'll just have to deal with them. All right, so we haven't walked in yet. We're still in the docking docking area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you just opened the airlock, and that's the sound you were greeted with. Okay, I will take my flashlight and I will throw it in there to make sure, like, a laser doesn't shoot down and cut us in half. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, that does not happen. Okay. And then I'll slowly move up. Android. <laughs> yes. Kid, would you like to stick your arm in the... <laughs> Into the airlock? Sure. Yeah. So you you stick your arm out into the open airlock into the Alexis and nothing happens. But from uh, this closer listening point, you can definitely hear banging noises can coming I, from I, the higher level. Can I use my infrared vision? Uh, yes. It allows me to see heat signatures sometimes several hours old. Okay. Yeah. You use your infrared goggles. You kind of pop them over your robot eyes and sweep the corridor back and forth. You look up on the, the walls and the ceiling, and you see no residual heat signature. So that means that there hasn't been warm-blooded life here in, in a certain amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not a good sign, unless they're on the moon. And uh, I'll, I'll move in a little bit into the airlock. I'll check. I'll yeah. stick my hand in, back mm-hmm. out. Yeah, nothing. nothing happens, and right. I'll just walk I'll kind of onto the airlock. The okay. banging could be better. Yeah, you, at this point, you would be walking into the Alexis, like oh, just yeah, right in, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I'd be walking with you, kind of like yeah. sweeping like where your blind spots. Yeah. Okay, right. so then you both proceed into the the corridor, <laughs> and looking to your left and right, you see uh, hallways to your left and right. Uh, one of which to your left seems to lead to another airlock, to another room, and there's also a, like like a T hallway, and the other way kind of zigzags around a corner, and directly across from you you see a panel that you would recognize as kind of a standard access hatch where you could, if the elevators were down, manually crawl up and down levels Okay. to the other levels of the Alexis. Based on, we, we saw the ship from the outside, so based mm-hmm. on where we're connecting, we would have an idea of where the their, their jump drive is. Uh, or the you, command center. Yeah, the, like the blueprints that would come up with the registered uh, Alexis would tell you that their jump drive is on this level, presumably to your right. To the left, maybe uh, some kind of other lab or hold of some kind. Okay. Um, is the sound getting louder as we're going in? And is it like repetitious or is it like a... It is constant? 
not regular. Okay. But it's, uh, con- it's continuing. Yes, it is continuing. And it's coming from the upstairs? It's coming from an upper floor, yes. Okay, so it's not the engine room? Where, where would, it, would the engine room be? The engine room is to your right. The engine room is to our right where yeah. the jump drive is. First floor. Mm-hmm. And you said, are the panels open or are they sealed? Uh, they are closed okay. currently. I'll, I'll walk over to the panel and, you know, do a little check, make mm-hmm. sure it is sealed, and I'll go, mm-hmm. okay, well, nothing's going to really be coming up here as it's sealed or down from anything just mm-hmm. to make sure it's locked yeah it is it is closed it's not locked but it's it's closed okay uh, you're not sure if there is a way to lock it okay well what was our mission why are we here our mission is to go to the planet find out what is wrong with the planet and report back to home space station to the science station so let's go collect to, our credits let's go to the engine room grab some parts if we need them and then head back to our ship we don't okay. have to mess with yeah. whatever is making that noise I'll, I'll wave at Eli and I'll tell him to come behind me and we can yeah. escort him into the engine room to yeah. sat mm-hmm. so I'm gonna awkwardly stand right behind him yeah <laughs> like the captain chest says chest to back <laughs> captain says you heard the man let's get going if you could breathe this would be very creepy yeah <laughs> would I'm, you like me to breathe uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is creepy <laughs> Uh, you start heading down the hallway that kind of uh, turns to your right and then immediately again to your left. Uh, as you begin heading down the corridor, uh, those banging sounds start to fade, and then uh, you start hearing some kind of scrabbling noise, like something crawling around underneath your feet. I'll do the hold up my fist thing to make everyone stop. I will point at my eyes at, at uh, Eli, hoping for him to check the heat signatures <laughs> underneath the ground. I'll point down at the floor. Point at, point, point at his goggles. I'm just going to look at you. He's bad at charades. I will grab the goggles off of you. <laughs> I will grab okay. the goggles off of him. <laughs> okay. You, you grab the goggles off the android and put them on. Yeah. Because he seemingly has no idea yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> he, didn't, he clearly uh, does not. Isn't. Yeah. You look around and again, you, you do not see any heat signatures. But okay. you can hear something scrabbling underneath the floor. And it sounds like it's moving away from you back down the corridor where you came. My, I inquire to have those back. Yeah, I'll give them back. And you hear Jonas say, this is not right. Uh, we didn't pick up any life signs. I don't know what's crawling around in here, but I don't like this. Everybody keep your eyes peeled. Maybe the ship's just settling. <laughs> <laughs> in zero gravity. <laughs> then he motions to continue down the hallway. And he has, at this point, what looks like a flare gun <laughs> kind of pointing out in front of him. Would there be any chance of bioscan? I would pick anything up. Uh, if there's anything living in here. Well, things scraggling around sounds like living to me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Suvi, if you use your, your bioscanner, you do pick up a small life sign underneath you that is moving away at a very fast pace back down the hallway. It's like under the floors. It's, is it like a... Does it tell me a size or any type of detail? It's, it's very small. That's all that you really get from a bioscanner. Where it is... And like it's, it's moving, moving opposite of us yeah it's moving back down the hallway where toward you our ship mm-hmm. did we close our doors mm-hmm 
I, I thought I, I'm going to go close the doors real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so you run back down the hallway? Yes. Okay, and you're going to close the airlock behind everyone. I mentioned quarantine that the one follow the procedures. <laughs> okay, so you can close the airlock behind you. Okay. It's no big deal. Yes, yeah, so I'll close the airlock. Once you have the airlock closed, you no longer hear the skittering noise. Uh, bioscanner. Is it still on the ship with us? Uh, yes, you, you look at it. It looks like it's moving away now. And it, it appears to be moving up through the walls into a higher level now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'll report back to the Marines mm -hmm. that there's something definitely alive in here, something small, and we need it alive. Well, we I picked up no life signatures on the ship. I have a bioscanner. You don't. Captain only Jonas months will old. say. Give him a break. <laughs> Captain Jonas will say, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but that's not why we're here. If we happen to see it, maybe we can subdue it or uh, something. But uh, right now, we need to check this jump drive. It and could be right. someone's cut. So we proceed. We, we proceed further. Yes. Uh, you continue yeah. on down the hallway. You pass one airlock on your right. Uh, that uh, you don't know where it leads to. <laughs> another one on your left. No, uh, no signs. And there's another airlock at the very end of the hall. Are there okay, any? so there's three airlocks. And there's yes. no indication of signs. Not, not, uh, not there like is. A, a uh, there would be, I guess, labels. Sign. You know, because why not? Yeah. No, the one you pass on your right says cryo chamber. The one you pass on your left says cargo hold. And the one at the end of the hallway says engine room. Well, that's the one that engine matters. Room. Yep. So, uh... Hmm. I'll walk into the engine room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, before we like bust in, it'd be like a three, two, one. Someone opens it and lets the other one check clear the back room. to back SMGs. Yeah. Tactically so. <laughs> so yeah, I'll. Is it easy to open the doors or are they locked? Yeah, no, they're instant? they're just kind of electronically controlled. You hit the open button right. and it opens. I'm, I'm not gonna punch it, but I'll I'll hit it. Okay. So it opens. All right. So I'm 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 going low. You, I'll I'll tell. Oregon Trail to go high. <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, so you'll be crouched, yes. and I'll be above you, and you'll look. We'll look opposite ways. Yes. You open the the airlock into the engine room. Uh, when you do, you see uh, a couple of things. Immediately on the floor, you notice what looks like a scorched outline of something sinuous and kind of snake-like. You also see this engine room kind of proceeds to your left and your right. You see when you go around the corner to kind of clear the room to your left, you see slumped in the corner two corpses. Oh, so they're... Would we know that they're dead or should we go? They look uh, very evidently dead. Dead. Yes. I'm going to uh, approach the bodies. One, yes. of their, one of them, you can see even from this distance, their throat is totally torn out. And the other one, uh, their head is kind of split open down the middle. Oh, I'm going to approach the bodies and okay. I'm going to use a med scanner on one to see maybe okay. with a cause of death. When you approach that body, Eli, I need you to make a body save for me. Body save? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 28 under 40. Okay. So you approach these bodies, and then everyone notices as he's approaching some very strange things happen. Uh, the lights begin flickering and flashing very rapidly, almost like strobe lights. You see the corpses begin to twitch spasmodically. Their eyes begin fluttering and they're rolling around wildly in their sockets and their mouths begin gaping open and closed but no sound comes out. And Eli, you feel something as this is happening, kind of uh, some kind of way pass through your system that you manage to stave off uh, otherwise you feel like you might have lost consciousness as it were okay and then all of you can hear coming from somewhere probably on this level uh, a sound a loud piercing screeching noise and all of this doesn't stop it continues would my flashlight be flickering or would it just yeah, your flashlight is also flickering. So all the electronics yeah, all are... The, yeah, all of the lights are flickering. So our communication's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like, like you know, patchy. Yeah. <laughs> what does the bioscanner read? Uh, the bioscanner, the, these uh, corpses that are uh, kind of twitching are not alive. Uh, and suddenly you pick up, coming from this level, probably in the cargo hold that you passed, a large life form that was not there before. Is it is staying in the cargo hold or is it moving towards uh, It appears to be moving rapidly around the cargo room, stopping periodically and screeching loudly again. Okay. This is our cue to leave. Yes. <laughs> Do we have um, to... This is, am I in range enough to grab Eli? Without? Well, what did my meta scanner say? Uh, yeah, they're dead. They're, they're 100% dead. dead. But is there any abnormalities to their body? Uh, there are... <laughs> odd electrical signals pulsing through their nervous okay. system that's causing these twitches and eye rolling and mouth gaping uh, but they're not alive okay I'm guessing y'all don't have a flamethrower we should we, we could certainly use a flamethrower <laughs> we don't uh, the captain not alone. says I don't like this at all do we still want to check out this jump drive since we're here or do we want to go how far we is the jump should... drive uh, it's in right the there. same room as you. you you just basically have to go around the corner. Eli, how quickly can you check this? Uh, give me one moment. I'll use my cybernetic diagnostic scanner on the jump okay. drive, see if it's uh, in working yeah. condition. Uh, this screeching continues, and then you start to hear banging on the airlock door that you pass to the cargo hole as Eli is checking on this. All right. Uh, um, let's get out of here. <laughs> Eli, yeah, the jump drive is totally burned out. Okay. But there is still 16 units of fuel remaining in the in the engine in the thrusters if you wanted to attempt to harvest it it would take approximately forever two hours yeah to offload <laughs> how much how much fuel do, do i would i know how much fuel we had in the ship originally uh yes you had 23 fuel which is enough for a while eventually yeah. we'd hit orbit so then it mm -hmm. would slowly bring us down so um how about is that enough fuel to set this off to make an improvised bomb 
to blow the ship up and all the life forms in it. It is well enough fuel to blow up the ship, yes. While they're talking um, about this, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk back mm-hmm. into where the cargo and the mm-hmm. other airlock is. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there a place where I could, like, hold my fingers against the door to kind of keep it from opening as easy? Can you break the panel so it doesn't open the door? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you could attempt it. Yeah. Uh, but you'd have to make an intellect check. The jump drive seems Wait, completely inoperable. You need to uh, well, to break the right thing. Yeah. Basically. I could just push the button. I could if, yeah, it, oh, you could open the door right now. Yeah. If you, if you broke it, it could just stay open for all you, for all you know without checking it. The jump drive is completely inoperable. There is no chance of fixing our jump drive with this one. All right. Thank you, Eli. Jonas, uh, shall we go? Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. I agree. Yeah. Doctor? I still say we try to keep... Uh, all right. We're, we're, we're really going. <laughs> so you, I'll walk us up front. You stay in the back so we can sandwich everybody in so they're I was, safe. I was about to say, this would be a very comical thing. It's like, no, but the... the samples. <laughs> so you guys head back down the hallway as you approach that airlock uh, to the cargo hold. The banging and screaming becomes louder and louder, and the screeching starts kind of wearing on your nerves as you approach it. Uh, everybody make a fear save for me. Everybody has disadvantage. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Except yes. for me. No, it should have left <laughs> Actually, you're the person who could like scan everything. I'll make one for uh, Ooh, Yes. <laughs> so anyone who fails their fear save is going to take a point of stress. Is everybody all right? Flink failed. <laughs> you all seem very stressed out. <laughs> I'll just like look back yeah. and be like faster, faster, yeah. faster, Genesis. run. <laughs> no shit. Keep moving. And he kind of pushes you, <laughs> Eli. And you guys make it past the airlock, past this airlock, down the hallway, back towards the airlock. It's connecting the two ships. And when you get there, you hear a loud crash and uh, banging. And now that screeching that you heard is echoing freely through the hallway. This, You're guessing whatever it is is broken through the airlock. All right. Does any of you have a frag? Yes, I, that's what I was about to say. I'm going to prep a frag grenade. Okay. <laughs> Twelve of them. Oh, goody. Uh, so I'm we're going out my to... stun baton. But still, like, yeah. looking toward back toward the airlock, but moving as fast yeah. as I can. Everybody, this is basically the equivalent of an initiative check. Everybody make a speed check for me. <laughs> now, so you you're trying to roll under your speed Probably. score. Yeah, could you? I was about to ask. Could you pick a space grenade? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. I, I rolled a 16. Nope. nope. Okay. Anybody who rolled under their speed score gets to go right now. Nope. Oh. Like, gets to leave? No, gets to do. Get, this <laughs> is basically, basically in combat. You get two actions. So right now, you get to take your actions, and then the enemy gets to go, and then everybody who rolled over their speed score gets to go. Yeah, I didn't roll under, <laughs> um, even with my maiden speed. Nope. Nope. I-, I rolled under, but what am I going to do? I need samples. Yeah, um, so who rolled who rolled lowest? Then would you would you get? I got fifty four. Fifty four. Ninety four. I got fifty one. Sixteen. So uh, Jonas actually rolled a five. So 
he is first. Uh, he's going to kind of prop himself up in the hallway. He's going to put up his flare gun and draw this large kind of harpoon rigging gun. And he's going to say, you're my crew and I'm responsible for you. You guys get out of here. That's going to be his action. He's going to basically holding an action to see if this thing, whatever happens, whatever comes around the corner, he's going to be ready to shoot it. So he's basically just prepping himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, Dr. Suvi, what would you do? This airlock is closed that you closed earlier. I am going to drag Jonas. No, I'm just going to bring him with us. So you're, you're going to try to drag Jonas? Are you going to open the airlock? Yes. Okay, so you open the airlock, which hisses open easily, and then you go back to basically pull Jonas after you? Yes. Uh, okay, he's going to resist you. Okay. He says, no, everybody out first. Uh, make a strength check. So you're trying to roll under your strength. It's going to be an opposed check. Ooh. So I got a seven. Wow. He got a 12. So you <laughs> you still beat him. <laughs> you start pulling the captain towards the, the airlock. And then, so as you see Dr. Suvi pulling the captain towards the airlock, with another screech, you hear heavy thudding footsteps. And then you see barreling around the corner uh, about an eight-foot-tall, leathery, bipedal creature. There's a series of grasping claws protruding from its torso, almost like arms, and there is some kind of organ erupting from its split cranium that almost appears to be tentacle-like. And when it comes around the corner, uh, it is going to... When do, when do we make a panic check? Because this, this says roll for panic whenever we encounter a creature for the first time. Uh, okay, well, yeah, then everybody roll to panic. So you're going to... horrific creature. Oh, no. What happens if I get... So it's only critical fail for, like, the percentile. Uh, you rolled two ones? I rolled two sevens. Two sevens. So you, that's actually a critical success. Yes. Not only do you not panic, you uh, relieve one stress. Cool. And we'll say that we'll give you uh, one of the positive effects from the panic chart. So you're going to get laser focus. Laser focus. Yeah, you're going to get advantage on all rolls for the next six hours. All rolls, period. Mm-hmm. Woo-wee. Yeah. Six hours. <laughs> yeah, so how did yeah, how did everyone else do on their panic checks? I succeeded. Okay, succeeded. So over is exceeded. Yes. Yeah. Succeeded. I rolled an 18. 18 so you succeeded. Yeah. Because so you everyone who succeeded on your okay. stress check, this, this panic thing, you means you relieve one stress. If we succeeded? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So it, it basically represents you uh, stepping up under pressure instead of panicking. All right. Man up. So everybody loses one stress. And so who's the closest to the monster? Because you were in the back, but uh, well, the captain he stopped. And then, but then the captain got dragged. Yeah, the captain was getting dragged. So I'm going to say one of you two is probably yeah, closest. It would, it would be me. In the front. Yeah, it would be me. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you do? Open fire or throw that frag? Make you know, a... It could breathe air. So if we shoot a hole in the ship... We, we could breathe air. Oh, the yeah, back we have suits. It's running towards you with these... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's running towards you with these pincer-like appendages flailing wildly. Make a combat check for me. Okay. I make a combat check, right? And you make... Do I make oh, it, boy. Do I make armor? This is where... Yes. You make an armor save. 
Yes, mm. I succeeded. It failed. It got a 90. Did you manage to uh, batter off these strange pincing claws? Uh, and then everyone else who got un- like got over their speed gets to go. So, okay. Okay. Uh, who rolled the lowest out of you three? I you had, had 54. 54. 94. I had 51. Okay, okay. so the, you see this bizarre alien creature assaulting Flank. Uh, but not doing anything. Right. Yeah, but he's he's managed to hold his own so far. I just I don't want to shoot anybody in the hallway. <laughs> I'll do one burst fire at it. Okay. And since I'm there, you'll get you can roll under if you want. I rolled a five, so okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so roll damage. What's damage? 4d10 for an SMG. Mm-hmm. Okay. Holy cow. Roll four tens. <laughs> 30. 30 damage? 30. Boy. Yeah. Uh, you pepper it with SMG bullets, and you see what looks very much like human blood spurting out of the wounds, and it screeches again horrifically, but that, it does not die. That's how we Marines do it. <laughs> you still right. movement, right? You can retreat fire. Well, yeah, you get, two, yeah. you get two significant actions. You get two actions. Yeah, well, I guess I'll try to pepper it again. Okay. Bit. What'd you get? I got a 55. 55 out of? 50. 51. 51. So you failed. That's a critical fail. Oh, yeah, that's a critical fail. Because mm-hmm. it doubles. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, I'll say, since you're kind of grappling with it, <laughs> flank, <laughs> let's my, uh, my gun make, make, an armor, make an armor save for me. <gasps> no. I told you I didn't want to shoot anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I rolled a 51. My armor is 50. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so let's roll some damage, Organ Trail. <laughs> Wait, so did you put the entire spray into his back or like we'll one say, straight We'll bullet? say you'll take half of what he rolls. So roll, oh, roll, roll one. <laughs> oh, <hi>. oh no. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> 31. So, Three tens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So that's, uh, we'll say 15. <laughs> oh, round down. no. Okay, okay. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, you you kind of freak out a little bit, and uh, uh, with them struggling, some of your SMG rounds hit uh, your companion instead of the creature. <laughs> that, that's not how Marines do it. <laughs> uh, all right, now flank. Uh, it's your oh, no. oh yeah, Eli's. sorry, Eli, it's your go. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna see that uh, Dr. Suvi's trying to drag Captain. I see the Captain is resisting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tranquilize. Captain. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Why don't you just tra- tranquilize last a while? Just stun him. You have a stun baton. How is this android trained? <laughs> What's his program? No, all right. So make a you'll make a combat check, and I'll make an armor check for the captain. Okay. Actually, uh, wait. It's just tra- target must take a body save. Oh, okay. At advantage. 
Pay attention. Four fall unconscious for 1d10 okay. rounds. Well, that's and I make that 1d10. 95, and that's a six. So an advantage, that means he succeeded. Okay. Yep. So you trank him, but uh, maybe because of the adrenaline or whatever is going on, he does not pass out. So you have another action. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can try it again. <laughs> <Are> you gonna... <laughs> Why don't you just do like that thing that Commander Data does and just like <laughs> neck pinch him and not Yeah, the Vulcan, Vulcan neck grip. Yeah. I want to try to get out of the flank. Uh, yeah, I'm, after I try to tranquilize <laughs> the captain, I'm going to run over the flank. I'm going to try to tranquilize the alien. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So with advantage. If you succeed, samples. <laughs> that's a 10, and that's a 49. Both would save. Dang it. So <laughs> it does not. It just looks, uh, you would say it looks angrier, but it doesn't really have a face. So I'd like to, um, how far away is the airlock? Uh, we'll say a couple of meters, really. I okay. Mean, you, could, you could really. I really, I, can I make, go to the airlock? Um, fire uh, mm-hmm. around and then go all the way through their lock. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, we can do that. You okay. said so fire around. Fire, fire a burst. Um, yeah, right to the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Um. <laughs> mm. That's an 18 under 50, under 60. So oh, wow. 60. That's nice. actually... It's the better dice. Yeah, that's that succeeds. Wow. 16. You open fire as you're kind of backing away into the airlock, and this time you're, you know... For the, bullets, the, yeah. for the stash. The the burst kind of lands all all shot squarely in this strange head-like organ, and it collapses to the ground. And when that happens, all of the lights stop flickering. The, the, whatever this thing, whatever happened, is passed, and this thing has died. We actually we defeated something we, in combat. Yeah, you yeah. did. One thing. One thing. <laughs> oh, so it's over? Uh, that combat is over, yes. <laughs> it looks dead. It collapsed. It's no longer screaming and trying to murder you. Okay, never mind. I was expecting you uh, to do like marine thing and walk up to it and double tap it. And but flank, tap yeah, it. flank is bleeding profusely from the friendly fire. I'm gonna try to fix up flank. Okay, what do you have to do that? I have a uh, stim pack. Cool. And I also have pain pills and auto med. Um, if I give him two pain pills, does it double the effect? It does. Okay. I'm gonna pop two pain pills in his Excessive mouth. use of pain pills or stim packs requires a body save to prevent addiction. <laughs> Whenever you take more than one so, pill at a time, roll 1d10. Yeah. If you roll equal to or under the number taken, make a body save. Failure means you fall unconscious. And the warden rolls on the table on page 10.4. So, other other than his health, I don't care about his well-being. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> uh, do you take both of these pills? I'll take you? one. You take one? Like, so you're going to heal 1d10. I'm trying to force him in his mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that would be opposed strength checks, if that's what you want to do. You're going to push his teeth in? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, eat this. <laughs> I'm going to do it. So you take the first pill and you heal four points of damage and lowers your stress by one as you feel this kind of opioid relief flood through your body. You need the other one. Take it. 
Later, later. No, now. I, I, I'm still fairly close to my, my maximum capacity. <laughs> Are we out of initiative? Yeah, yeah exactly. save it for later. Oh, so drag the, th- drag the deck thing back on the ship. You well, want to take the that. alien with us? Dissection. We need to find out what it is. Doctor, I don't think that's a good idea. That is the only reason I'm here. The captain says, leave that fucking thing where it is. That's yes. an order. Thank you, Jonas. <laughs> At least cut off the head. I just went to go loot the bodies. Make sure they didn't have any extra ammo. Uh, yeah, when you They're examine... still floating and twitching. Aren't no, they? The, whatever has happened has passed, okay. and they are not twitching anymore. One of them has a note that you find crumpled up in his hand. Uh, you uncrumple it and read it, and it says, I am the silence that is incomprehensible. That's really lame. <laughs> I, will, I will drop it back. Uh, the other one has uh, some instant coffee powder. I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the silence that's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. I'll make a it's mental the note silence of it. from Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll catch up with the rest of the group. I don't want to keep them waiting. Okay. When you, do, when you pass through, you have to pass by where the airlock was knocked open also. The cargo hold. Oh. Uh, and, and if you look through, you can see that does indeed lead into a large cargo hold, similar to the one that's on your ship. You see what looks like as you pass by some skeleton walkers, which are kind of like the things from Alien, the the big you know exosuits. Exosuits. Okay. Yeah, oh, from I'm Alien. <laughs> uh, you see what looks like archaeological equipment, like earth movers and cranes, and conventional tools like shovels and pickaxes. Um, there's like so they seemed more like an excavation. Yeah. But there, you see one strange thing as you pass by, headed back to your crew members. Uh, it looks like some kind of artifact. It is made of dark, twisted metal that's been shaped into a grotesque statue. You see humanoid figures that are excessively jointed. Like, you see arms with three or four elbows. How big is it? It is uh, three feet wide and five feet high. Oh my god. And about (laughs) two feet thick. There are faces on it with too many eyes and in odd places. And it looks like scattered out from around it, bits of crate, as though something has blown out this artifact out of a crate from the inside. And you also see on top of this wreckage six dead crew members uh, kneeling around it with either their heads touching it or their hands touching it. So other than the normal uh, kind of archaeological equipment, that is the most interesting thing in the room by far. I'm the only one who knows about it. Yeah, because you're the only one who went back to the engine room, so you're the only one who passed by this cargo hold in the open airlock to see it. We probably don't have space for it. Have you seen Uh, our ship? (laughs) Our ship ain't that big. I mean, not not that small. Are you just standing there kind of staring at it, thinking about what to do? I cause a tension, but I will, like, do, like, a double take. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep walking. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you come back and you see uh, Dr. Suvi kind of trying to drag the alien with Jonas yelling at her, saying, I gave you an order, damn it! And he's trying to, like, get her hands off of this alien. Now, I have that leather hide. Would, would I know if it's, like, a same sort of no, It is not the same thing at all. all the, right. your, your leather alien hide gloves are kind of greenish. All right. And 
this uh, this leather looks uh, very humanoid. It looks like a really darkly tanned, like human skin. Um, there's no way you can get like a small piece. I'm trying. I don't have anything to this cut is, it with. Damn it! Everybody, grab an arm. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I have a scalpel. Oh, you that helps on you. I do. Just, cut so it. just drag it. Just drag it. He's, oh. he's already dragging it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay. We gotta get out of here. I'll swing my SMG. I do not my think bags. it is a good idea to bring the dead alien onto the ship. Says I didn't ask you. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> you tried to drink him. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you tried it, to bring it back alive. <laughs> I'm bringing it back dead. Yeah. You guys pick it up and start dragging it, and it makes this sick squelching noise as you pick it up with this. Uh, is it this like last dying breath? Like no, it's just like fluids escaping. There's blood and pus and like strange colored liquids in the pool underneath where you start dragging away the body. I don't want to bring that into the cargo hold. <laughs> I'm gonna take a metascator to it. Throw a tarp down. If you're okay. <laughs> see if any abnormalities. I'll give it. I mean, obviously, there's abnormalities, but see what kind of. I'll give it a solid kick. Just like. Uh, <laughs> These aliens. As, as you're basically scanning it as they're dragging it, you notice yeah. this is actually, uh, or was, two living things. Two living beings. Yes. Okay. This used to be two li- living beings formed into one. That is very good. Continue dragging. <laughs> Yeah, so you guys can basically just drag it back through the airlock. I'm assuming close the airlock behind you. Yes. Uh, get back into your ship. So we heard no more and noises after that, right? No. We're clean. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, right. You guys uh, head back into your ship and decouple for safety. <laughs> uh, the captain takes off his helmet and he's just gasping and like, this is not what I signed up for. How's that drink working on you? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so I was only because tra- I need a drink. Sir, <laughs> so I was only tranquilizing you for your own safety. I was trying to get you back to the ship. <laughs> so you yeah, yeah. To, you seem to be resisting. Uh, I'll, I just know not to turn my back on you again. None of us have piloting, sir. I assure you, sir, I can be trusted. Uh, he points at uh, Doctor Suvi and he says, "Get a tarp and get that thing into the med bay." <laughs> and re- he just walks off. To reassure. Eli, so he doesn't turn on me in the future. I'll pat him on his cold, dead shoulder, <laughs> and I'll say it's a science expedition. We have to have something, and I'll walk off. Understood. I'm gonna stare at you with a blank face. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> okay. So basically, you can drag this thing to the med bay and then do whatever you want. Dissection. Okay. Make a... We'll say it's an intellect check, and you can add any applicable science skills. Yeah, like you can add your genetics. 15%. Yeah, so... I rolled a five. Oh, yeah. Just a five? That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, You're able to dissect it with all the tools that you have. And in the process, you see that this is indeed two different organisms. The host body, which is kind of the, uh, you know, bipedal clawed form and a parasite of some kind, which comprises that strange uh, tentacled organ that was sprouted up through where the skull once was and 
formed a kind of centipede-like body that you can separate into two, these two different creatures. Uh, the one uh, host body is totally unfamiliar to you. You've never seen a creature like it before, nor uh, the, the parasite. So you're guessing this is something either from an alien planet no one has explored yet, or maybe from this planet you're orbiting, or somewhere else entirely. So would the med bay be like a super sterile locked kind of? Uh, no, it's it's just kind of like a, a hospital room. There there are, you know, you could sterilize it if you wanted to, but uh, Dr. Suvi just kind of has this thing up on a big metal, like stainless steel slab, okay. Okay. cutting it up. I'll I'll open the door and I'll tap on the yeah, side. You, you could say, say he's kind of in a, or she's kind of in like a, a glass enclosure just for safety in case there were yeah. parasites or, you know, diseases. I'll just tap and I'll say, so what do we got? It's a mystery. Whatever it is, it's completely alien to us. Uh. <laughs> Francis. Uh, yes, Eli. You still need that painkiller. <laughs> I'm fine, I told you. I'll yeah. it off. We'll Sir, I, I, I really I suggest that you take I can't the pain allow pill. you to do that, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, eventually, you are rejoined by the captain, who is back in his normal kind of uh, crew jumpsuit. Holding. And he is <laughs> carrying... <laughs> He's carrying a, a highball glass uh, with some uh, ice in it and some kind of dark liquid. You're guessing whiskey or, or something. I was going to say he's coffee. Sipping on. No. <laughs> and he says, "All right, that uh, that sucked. Uh, Flank, you all right? I'll be fine." Uh, he says, "Well, you got to another drink." <laughs> uh, he he says, refuses to take any more painkillers, and my readings are saying that he is not at max health. Uh, he says, I got something for that. And he kind of switches hands and he pulls out a flask and hands it to <laughs> How hands long it has flask. our day yeah. been? Okay. Uh, I mean, this has only been a couple of hours. Oh, so we're going to have a long day. I'll make a pot of coffee. <laughs> I'll try to With see if I can. coffee? Yeah. With the pot um, po- uh, potentially infected coffee? Good idea. I got water purification. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. I'm going to purify the beans. <laughs> it's it sealed. The, yeah. It's a sealed canister of instant coffee. I'm going to go to the command room and just yeah. kind of like look at the moon um, okay. see if like I could just see if I can see anything. Okay. Uh, make another the other make ships. A, yeah, make an intellect check for me. And you can add any applicable skills you might have like computer or... Computer? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure mathematics isn't going to help me in this uh, one? Probably not with this one. Uh, 17 under. Yes, 17 under a lot. Yes. Uh, As you continue working on this strange logic puzzle, space logic puzzle, you see that not only are there life signs in the northern hemisphere of the moon, you, uh, with continued scans and and different layers of examination, find there is some kind of underground structure. In the moon? In the the northern hemisphere of this moon, near where these life signs are. Uh, It's not a very large structure. Structure. Okay. Uh, you're guessing it's some kind of bunker or something like that. Okay. You also notice that now that you've kind of been exposed to and have been observing these power fluctu- fluctuations from the Alexis, 
you see they're kind of operating on the same frequency as these signals that are coming from the planet. So the signals are coming from the planet. Yeah, but they're okay. they're almost in like harmony. Would I be smart enough to understand that if that's the same the thing that's messing with our jump drive? I mean, yeah, the, with that intellect check, that's okay. basically what it's for. Okay. You you kind of put two and two together, and you know somehow the power fluctuations from the Alexis and the signal that's been coming from the planet and the one that's messing from your with your jump drives are related. So, is there any attempt to fix the thrusters without any extra things? Like, could I after I pour my coffee? and take it into the room and see if I could try to fix anything with the thrusters? Yeah, you could also make an intellect check. Okay. Uh, and add any kind of... I have skills. an electronic toolkit. The jump drive that's malfunctioning. The, okay. Yeah, the thrusters are fine, but you could... So I have a... Kind of poke around in there. Ten. Yeah, you'll add basically ten to your intellect and then try to roll under it. All right. Well, my intellect it would be 41, but I got an 80. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what's going on. All You've right. never seen anything like it. I'll just sip my coffee and walk right up. Yeah. <laughs> you're like a shade tree mechanic. You're poking around in there, and you're like, yeah, I don't know, screwed. That's <laughs> pretty bad to me. Yeah. I'm going to report back to the captain. Okay. Um, Captain, there appears to be a signal coming from the planet that is messing with our jump drive and possibly is also what is messing with the other ships on on this hmm. in orbit I suggest that we need to go check it out this is okay well then it narrows us down to either continuing to explore some of these derelict ships which after that I don't recommend going to check out this moon and seeing if there are any survivors or just heading straight for the planet the choice is yours captain uh, he then will basically call a meeting of everybody uh, and you can meet in the galley. Uh, he, he's like, yeah, he calls a meeting in the galley. He's hungry. I'm sure everybody's hungry at this point. I'm not. Well, uh, <laughs> it'd be weird if you were, I guess. IRL, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you guys meet in the galley, and he gives you those options. And, like, he kind of gathers all the data from everybody, what Dr. Suvi found, what Eli found, the fact that nobody knows what's wrong with the jump drives. And he says, what do you think? Do we go to the moon or... Head straight for the planet. Dr. Suvi, take off your bloody gloves at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I must have forgotten. Well, I don't care to rightly much. I'd like to get some money and get out of here. And it seems like we still have the option of completing our science expedition, whatever that may be. I don't, I'm not involved with that. But if the, if the only way to get out of here is fixing our jump drive, we may have to go to that moon. I'm sure the alien specimen would bring a hefty price back home. It is foreign, and we could sell it to some experts who might learn a little bit more than me with these mundane tools. The signal seems to be coming from the planet. From the, uh, it was from we, the planet. we need to... Did you say the planet or the moon? Uh, the planet, yeah. The planet. Oh. So we why, need to go to the planet. Why was the moon? He says, well, there are some kind of life signs and some kind of structure down there. I'm assuming at this rate it's survivors from these ships. That's not our mission, yeah, though. <laughs> well, if that's the case, Captain, my, my vote will be to go to the planet. <laughs> 
money over death. My only yes. care is the mission and the crewmates. Yes, the mission. So once we, we fix our hyperdrive, once we fix I'm, our hyperdrive, we can going send back home with the uh, alien, which obviously isn't going send to get a message voted, but to someone who can return and rescue them. Well, that's a good point. So Are we able uh, to send a um, distress beacon? Well, we gotta use we'll the assume ansible. there's like an automated distress beacon. Why can't we beacon? use the Ansible? Uh, he says, uh, we'll, we'll throw that alien in one of the spare cryopods uh, just in case somebody wants to look at it. And what says, if the alien re- reawakens? Well, it would have to break out. Uh, hopefully the cryopod will keep it in stasis. Uh, the doctor said uh, the, the base form is humanoid. Uh, I'm assuming it may work on the same principles. And in any way, uh, it's dead. And the cryopod would preserve it a little longer. Understood. Frozen and vacuum sealed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I guess we'll head for the planet. Uh, Although I think that uh, Flank should probably take a rest. (laughs) That'd be good. (laughs) So we have a 50-50 on jump drive. It could either either work or fail catastrophically. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) That is pretty scary. Francis. It's like, well, we could make it or we could die. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, uh, jump drives are prone to operating kind of outside the bounds of conventional physics, you know, based on what they do. You've heard stories about strange things happening when jump drives malfunction. Some of them bizarre, uh, some of them deadly. So, Francis. <laughs> Francis. Walking away. I'm going to go take a, a rest. Lock, lock, lock the door. He says, going to hover over his bed. He says, we'll head to the planet in the morning. Everybody get some rest. 